Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right, we're getting ready for this episode. She's gonna hear this and be like, hey man, this is not what I came to do on the episode. I sounded 10 times different than that. I'm excited for the people to hear this one, man. It was very, very, very inspiring to hear her story, what she's been through from doing this since a young age to perfecting her craft and seeing where she's at now, bro. It's fucking amazing. Especially being from, what is it, Sacramento, California at the end of the day, and now she's over here living in L.A., man. NorCal to SoCal link up is only right, right? You feel me? So at the end of the day, we just want to make sure y'all stay back and relax and enjoy the show because it's going to be a good episode. Trust me, believe Shout out, Yelly. Peace out, y'all. Sharpay or whatever yeah, her yeah, name is. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a real vocal warm up. Is it really? That's a that's a real vocal warm up. Like so for singers, they have like expressional shits too. Yeah. Um. There, so there's different things that you could do, and before you sing, I'm doing that because we're about to be talking. So I just you know want my voice to be warmed up. And if y'all was to just you know randomly ask me to sing, which I hope y'all know, but <laughs> you gotta make like, sure I you're just prepared. gotta make sure I'm prepared. Wait, go. hold on. So if we do happen to ask, would you be? Would you would you do that? I would. I would. If, if that wasn't already in y'all plans, <laughs> yep. I would say like it's, it's not in the plans. It's not in the okay, plans. Okay, okay. We don't okay. have to make it happen. Okay. But I do know you'd be on the spot because I know it started with poetry, so you're always ready to go, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely am. Um, just just performing arts is just a big part of my artistry, so. You know what I'm saying? It's just... I ain't gonna lie, Yelly. I'm gonna get lost in your eyes right now. You have some beautiful eyes. <laughs> what color you. are they? I think they're, like, green. Yeah? I yeah. That's like a honey brown green. Where'd you get them from? Well, uh, I would say probably my mom. Yeah. My dad has brown eyes. Light brown or just brown? Just brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm Like, my mom is white. My dad's black. Okay. So, my dad's full black. My mom's full white. So, I guess maybe just something about that mix. What color is your mom's eyes? Her eyes Her eyes are hazel, but she, she her eyes are like a bluish hazel. Oh. So, I don't I don't know. It's weird. Your brothers and sisters have colored eyes, too? My, my brother, I have four brothers, two on my mom's side and two on my dad's side. Oh, and shit. One of my brothers on my dad's side has colored eyes too, but we don't have the same mom, so I don't know. Like, where are you at in the age of that? I'm the youngest. You're the young- How was that growing up with four older brothers? Uh, it was honestly amazing. Like, I was the baby out. Well, so because everyone's so older than me, um, by the time I got to like middle school, it's kind of kind of like being an only child because it was just me and my dad um everybody else was kind of older and so um but I love being the baby girl like my grandpa's treats because I was the only girl in the family for a very long time until my my niece just was born but you know I was the baby girl like my grandpa you know every time he sees me that's my favorite Mm -hmm. granddaughter because I'm the only granddaughter so um yeah but my dad didn't really give me no special type of treatment because I was the girl I was gonna ask I was gonna say were you spoiled or you know how was that? Only, only really by my grandpa. Um, that's because my grandpa was a, a little bit more, you know, comfortable in his lifestyle. Like my dad was always just hustling, hustling, hustling. You know, trying to make sure that you know we were all taken care of. So he, you know, he just he spoiled me with time and attention and and um, just support. Mm-hmm. Good as a yeah. father. Absolutely, absolutely. He was super, super integral in my whole journey. So you say it was um you were with you said a minute ago you were with your father. You yeah, know what I'm saying so. Did you grow up in a 
single parent household? Or? So, um, so the household I grew up in, um, my mom and my dad were together um, when I was in elementary school. Um, they got a divorce when I was probably like in probably like fourth or fifth grade. Mm. Um, so really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I have so my, two of my oldest brothers. They were already aged out, like mm -hmm. doing their living their own life. And so the two younger brothers, one from my mom's side, one from my dad's side, we was all in one household. Yeah. Then me and my dad ended up moving out of that house. Um, mm -hmm. And his son actually stayed with my mom because it was like that was kind of like he grew up with her too. So it's kind of like at that time he just had stayed there. And then I had went with my dad and we moved in a duplex like up the street because it's like we was all in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so um, so. Essentially, my dad really raised me from, uh, well, he raised me all my life, but I lived with him only from about fifth, sixth grade and on. Wow. I, I, I kind of want to touch, I grew up in a broken household, but I, I was super early. I was only two when they uh -huh. got a divorce, so I don't really remember them together. Yeah. Like, for you, do you, like, take, like, does that bring joy to you that you do have those times to be able to say, yeah, it was early, but I do remember sometimes that was, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Um, you know, I, I had a beautiful childhood. I mean, though there was things, you know, you know, when there's when it, whenever there's a relationship that splits up and there's a divorce, it could be kind of traumatic and, and just those experiences. And mm -hmm. the age I was at when it happened, I was so like like super aware of everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the times that we were all together was so beautiful. And, you know, we had amazing times together. And, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I really want to uh, ex ex extract as much as I can from uh, this chapter of your life. Yeah. So it's like, what, what were you doing around these times growing up with your dad? Were you doing sports? Were you working with your dad whenever he was home? Like, what was what was Yelly like around this time as well? Uh, around the time after the divorce? Uh, no, <clears throat> really, I want to say during. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, because that and was after? that was still young. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So like elementary school, middle school. That's what I'm asking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So about. growing up, I always had a knack for like the arts. I just it like music and arts and and fashion, like all of that encompassed really was a calling to me like wow. I I started writing music in like second grade like I would be looking at Disney Channel I would always just tell my dad like I want to get on Disney Channel I want to get on Hip Hop Harry how can I get on Hip Hop Harry yep. like I thought I could just get on there like and so the, 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 the rapping um bear yeah so um yeah I just always had that passion for that and so you know when my parents had a very um What's the word? They had a, a very dramatic, you know, endings and things like that. Yes. So I took to the arts. I took to writing poetry, making songs mm. to really express myself. I've always mm. been a diary type of girl. I didn't really have nobody to express my emotions to because my mom, she... I'm gonna just I'm a I'm gonna be real like she's an alcoholic so I never had that emotional like support from her. My dad is a man so he's hustling hustling hustling. I only have brothers. They're all older than me so I never really had anybody to talk to and express myself to. So I just wrote in my diary, I wrote my poems, I wrote my songs and from then on it just like, you know, when I got into middle school, I, I love sports too. I played basketball in seventh grade. There we go. Okay. Got it out of her. That's what I'm talking about. Got it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I played basketball in seventh grade. That was heck of fun. Can we cuss? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hella yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, that no, that was hella fun. And uh, but I knew. I stopped doing basketball because I knew I wanted to take music serious. And my dad saw it in me at a young, young age. Like, 
I, I had did my first uh, talent show when I was in like, I want to say third grade, mm. and so I I went on stage and I and I sang Whitney Houston and it was a group of girls. Oh wow! And we and and shout out to Miss Danica and the after school program start. She's the one that put that whole thing together. Um, okay. She's the one that gave us that song to sing. So uh, the song we sang, uh, I can't even remember the song we sang, but I sang Whitney Houston. And when I got up on stage and I sang my part, I saw how the crowd really went crazy for me. So, and I think my dad saw that too. And he was like, okay, you got something at that very, very young age. So from then on, my dad was just like, okay, where you're, you're like, you want to be a singer? I'm, I, and I already knew I wanted to be a singer. So he's like, yeah, well, let, let's get you singing lessons. Let's, mm. let's, let's get you to the, to the um, family friend that does music. Let's take you over to her house and, you know, you know, see what she could do with your voice. Dad, dad's doing this for you. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and even to this day, the first vocal coach that I had, she's a very close family friend. Shout out to Mama T. Her sons are very successful in the music business um, right. and our producers did Doja Cat's, one of her biggest songs. And so just seeing them go crazy really inspired me as well. So that was one of my first encounters with, you know, people in the industry doing something. And this is growing up in Sacramento, I'm assuming. This, yes. This, everything's super organic. Everything. My dad's just reaching out to people, just, just trying to see where we can get me you know what i'm saying so yeah but that's your dad knows some people because he got you yes that's nice though yeah that's nice did did his support show bring value to you to to, to make you feel like you can do this shit for one or was it yeah absolutely or was it a weight on your shoulder for you to go out and keep delivering it more uh it was never a weight my dad my dad's very honest with me so my dad would never sugarcoat like I was also very hard on myself as well. Like when I was 10 years old, I would do a performance and I I'd do my thing or whatever. And after I would cry because mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't do good enough. Like I always had this like I gotta I gotta be my best. I gotta show up as my best, even at a very very young age. And my dad would keep it a hundred with me. Like mm, I felt like you could have did better with this or you could have did better with that. He would never be you know like a you know that wasn't. Yeah. No, no, nah, he would never be like that. But I'd be like, you know, be honest, and he he would always be honest. So it's constructive that, criticism. Yeah, he would always give me that constructive criticism. I appreciate that, and he still does that to this day. And I always take heed mm. to everything he tells me because it it just makes me better as an artist. Mm. I, I, I think about it next. I got a little sister, and she's growing up. She's almost thirteen now, twelve, mm-hmm. and she's a beautiful young little girl, blue eyes, mm-hmm. blonde hair, and like I see it that. And that, and especially in the world today, kids are so fucked up. And I yeah. know they were back when we were kids, but like now, it's just like a whole nother level. Yeah. Like for females growing up, mm-hmm. and especially you being around a bunch of uh, of males when it comes to your brothers, like, yeah. did it, was it hard for you to express that your beauty? You know what I mean? Does that make sense, or would you downplay yourself and would cover up and do shit like that? I definitely feel like, uh, well, one thing growing up as a kid, I wasn't always like the, the, oh, the that girl. Okay. That didn't really happen until I got into middle school. So when I was in elementary school, like, mind you, my mom, she was super checked out. So my dad working all the time. Mm. So I didn't have nobody to dress me. I didn't have nobody to do my hair. Like there was a point in time in, in probably like fourth grade, my hair was dreaded in one dread from putting my hair in a bun every single day, not combing my hair out. Wow. Like a lot of the stuff that I like, you feel me? I had to learn that stuff at a young age on my own, how to really take care of myself as a young woman. Mm. So, um, so by the time I got into middle school, that's when I, I, I had I had a best friend, um, shout out to her, and she, she has only a sister and her mom, 
I would always be around them and see how their feminine qualities, you know, just how they did their hair, how mm. they wear perfume and just how they would dress and just stuff like that. So it, it really taught me um, about that part. And so by middle school, I was like that girl. And I was like, <laughs> you know, popping my shit. Yeah. And um, I was definitely very conservative. Uh, I felt like until I probably got to like senior year of high school yeah. like I definitely would cover up because I, I, I definitely feel like I was always the girl that was a little bit mm, I wouldn't say insecure but just a little bit like I didn't know who I was like I didn't know I was that girl yeah. like other people would tell me like you know you know who you are like da, da, da. I didn't really realize that till I probably graduated high school mm. so and yeah we're saying who you are of, off your music right or is it off of your looks that we're talking about uh well or just personality, it, or personality. I think I, it was like even before i started really like doing music i was always like even in middle school i, I hadn't dropped any music but i was always still kind of like popular a little bit like yep. like people knew who i was and stuff like that by the time I got into high school, I was a sophomore in high school. Also, too, I was the new kid in school. I didn't know anybody I went to high school with because mm -hmm. at that time I had moved. I'm from Sacramento. I'm from the east. But by the time I got into high school, my dad wanted to move us out the east and get us into the like more suburban area, El Grove. Okay. So I had never, ever been in that neighborhood. I never grew up over there. I, I had never even been there before I moved there. So then by the time I got into high school, I only knew one person at the school. So it was like I just recreated a whole new identity by the time I went there and also in Sacramento Sacramento's small mm -hmm. like social media is like you know prevalent Definitely. so it was like I was kind of like you know popping my shit on Instagram and stuff like that knowing people around from the city <laughs> from okay. every area and yeah. stuff like that yeah. so by the time I went to the school where I didn't know nobody people already knew who I was yeah. mm -hmm. so it just I just adapted and was kind of just that poetry girl that does music and it was different from everybody else. When did that start? When did, when did the poetry start getting taken serious? Um, I, I started doing... I fell in love with poetry because my favorite movie growing up was ATL. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And at the end, he was like, and let love fly. <laughs> like, I yeah, fell in love with that part so much. Yeah. Where, where the part where Ant got shot... <laughs> And um, Man. yeah, no, that is a that is a sad part. I ain't gonna cap. No, that part was so sad. Yeah. And then when they was spitting up home, I was like, bro, that's so tight. What is he saying right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just putting the words together, but it sounds so good. So by the time I got into middle school, um, there's this nonprofit organization who I still work with to this day, Sacramento Area Youth Speaks. Oh. They're in different high school or schools rather, um, across all the Sacramento area unified school district and other districts as well. Nice. And um, so they basically just instill, you know, the arts and um, into schools across the city um, for, you know, inner, inner youth, you know, um, just to give them an outlet, you know what I'm saying? And so I saw them and they were doing the poetry slam and I made the team in eighth grade. I was the youngest to make the team. Okay. And with them, I traveled I think about four cities. We went to D.C., Atlanta, uh, Houston. Um, what was the other? San Francisco. Like, we went to... Uh, we traveled and we competed in an international competition. Yes. Mm -hmm. One year we made third in the world and I was captain. I ain't go. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No, that's bragging rights for sure. In the world? In the world. Oh, yeah. Because there's, pe there's people from Canada. There's people There's people from everywhere. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's a... It's an amazing, amazing, you know, youth conference, and it was great. I clipped a video. I, I, I caught a video on your Twitter. Was mm -hmm. that, is that, that around that? That, that, that was, was that competition. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the year, actually, that we made third. Dude, that shit was crazy. Dude, Thank that's you. like a full performance. Like, 
like in sync and everything. Thank like, you. That yeah. shit's so fucking dope. We worked hard all freaking like for heck of months on on just that shit. So it was dope. That was kind of my question. I was like, do you still have it? But it's on the social media. We can still go lick it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes do you sense. still do poetry? I mean, obviously songwriting is poetry, but like yeah. do you still like still have a journal for poems and stuff? Yeah, like I still like I, I'm very much so a diary advocate, so, like, I just be writing poems whenever I'm feeling it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I mostly write music now, but I've had songs that have come out that started off as a poem. Mm, I was going to say, so how, how, how is that? Like, what's the difference between a poem and a song? Uh, a poem, really, like, the type of poetry that I do is, like, so spoken word, there's so many different styles in it, but I'm more of the kind of, like, the hip-hop spoken word. So I'm the type of poet that will make a rap a poem. Like, mm-hmm. rap is really poetry. So mm-hmm. I sometimes I would even write a rap on a beat and then take the beat off and make it a, it's a poem now. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it was super interchangeable. Like, it, it just flowed with each other because it's just words. And however you spit it, however you flow, is just whatever you can call it. That's what makes it the... The music on the beat, I guess you could say. When did you realize you had talent at putting those words together? Uh, um, I think I realized that I I I knew that I had a knack for performing. So mind you, I before I had even did poetry, I was doing talent shows and plays in elementary school. Mm-hmm. So the poetry came in in middle school, and so when. I would write these poems, I would go and perform them, and I was super theatrical with the way that I would perform, and the crowd would just Mm. react so, like, they would just be so into what I was saying. So then I really started, like, paying attention to my wordplay and, you know, the stuff that I was saying. And Mm -hmm. so then it was like, once I match the wordplay with the performance, it was just like, okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Where does that confidence come from? I'm sorry, Jen, I'm going on. Where does that confidence come from, though, to be able to hold a crowd? Because not a lot of people can do that, especially <laughs> to this day. Like, the, some of the biggest rappers don't know how to have stage presence. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, Yeah. Like, I, I think it's just because I started at a super, super young age. Like, I, my first performance was in third grade. Mm-hmm. And mind you, my dad, he really, he, he was like, he took it serious because I took it serious, but that was at a super young age. So my dad had me doing talent shows all across the city, all throughout elementary school. All of that was like practice runs for mm. me. Like, you know what I'm saying? All the little jitters and, you know, having to practice for weeks for something that's coming up. A lot of times people just get up on stage and don't even practice. Like, you know, they don't put the time and they don't that's put true. the work in. So it's like a lot of times people aren't confident because they don't have the work behind it to be like, I know I got this. So all those practice runs, all all those performances I did all throughout childhood, all uh, elementary, middle school, high school, like now it's kind of like, okay, I know what to do. Now I just have to continue to practice and get even better. What is something that you've actually learned or gotten better at since your first performance and what you now your new performances that you do now? Uh, I think one thing I really struggled with um, was just like uh, stamina. And like breath control, yes. like that was something that, um, so in my more recent years, you know, when I started having my own songs to perform now, I'm not really singing covers as much. I'm singing my own music. My music is kind of like, I got songs that are a little bit R&B turnt, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So they got a little bounce to them. When I get on stage, my main thing is making the crowd feel good, making the crowd be mesmerized by what I'm giving to them, making them you know, whatever it is, if it's like if they feel like they want to dance or if I'm giving them vocals. So sometimes I will be wanting to party. Like, I will want to turn up. I want my crowd to just be lit. Yeah. And so... Um, of course. 
So sometimes I'll be running out of breath because I'm like doing way too much. Like I'm over here trying to be the hype man when I'm over here needing to be the singer. Yeah. Like, there we go. There we go. Yeah. How did you work on that? How do you get better with the stamina? You know? Yeah. So uh, 2021, that was when I really, really, really started to work on that. I had a concert in Sacramento. I headlined my own concert. In your home city. Yeah. That's respect. Yeah. Thank you. And that, that was beautiful. Daniel sold it out. And, um, and so for that, I prepared for months um, before I even you know, had the concert, yes. and I had a trainer. We was in the gym three days a week. Uh, I was running and singing and, yeah, yeah. you know, making sure that just I was eating right and stuff like that. Like, all that stuff is really important. And, and also, to practicing the performance from start to finish over mm. and over and over and over again. Like You sleep good at night? Do I sleep good at night? Yeah. Uh, lately, I've been working a lot, so I've been kind of, I've been kind of lacking a little bit of sleep. But <laughs> yeah. I do think sleep is very, very important. Yeah, I was gonna say because how does that come with the vocals? Does that, you know, does that, that play a part? That truly does play a, an effect on my vocals. I think with my, me personally, my body, um, when I go way, 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 way too hard, it it has an effect on my health. Mm. And like, I, like my tonsils, I've had problems with my tonsils in the past recent years, yes. um, just cause like I'll be burnt out or tired and stuff like that. And it does affect like, like my throat would be hurting for like, for hella long because mm. I'm over here doing too much. Right. And so it is important that I have that balance. Do you smoke? I I try not to. Okay. I try not to. I I. Most of the time, I don't. I've had spurts where I would smoke every day, and I have spurts where I didn't smoke for like two months. Mm -hmm. um, Do you feel a difference, like in the in the vocals? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because no, I think about the. I just watched the re the redocumentary of the Whitney Houston thing on mm -hmm. Netflix. Like that was a great episode or a great movie. But like seeing her and her transition, you just yeah. see it in her voice as yeah. as she was going through shit. It just slowly just started to just take a toll on her. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's she why was I try. Doing drugs, though. Yeah, but she was smoking cigarettes every day more than ever, especially through that whole time. So, like, yeah. not resting her I be voice. smoking weed, and I only be really smoking joints. I don't smoke backwards because, <laughs> you, you know, but but essentially my goal is to really never, ever, ever smoke because mm. my, my voice is, my is you know, one of my superpowers. So I felt like, you know what I'm saying, I, ain't wanna, I don't want to play with that. That's true. I got to, uh, because I want to still talk about the voice. So what is your preparation into doing a show or just getting your voice prepared the proper way? Is it just, going, you know, practicing? Or do you actually do any type of... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that. All that. So, you know, there's different aspects of the voice. You know, there's the technique, um, which a lot of people aren't technically trained, and that's one thing that I, I've, I've kind of had behind my bat, in my belt, rather, because um, I did get technically trained growing up and stuff like that, mm. even singing in choir in, in high school. What's technically trained? So, okay, so um, anybody could really sing, even if you don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. there's, there's people that have talent, there's people that know technique, but the people that have talent and technique are the beasts. Mm -hmm. like Jasmine Sullivan, a lot of people that, you know, grew up singing in church because they have, you know, choir directors that can teach them these things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then sometimes you'll hear a singer and it's like, dang, they sound good, but they just, they sound like they need vocal lessons. Like, they sound like they don't really have it in control. Mm -hmm. That's where the technique comes in. If they knew a little bit more about technique, they'd be able to realize how to like okay i sound a little shaky right here i need to position my mouth this way or i need to grab a little bit more air or i need to mm. you know put it more in my diaphragm those little like there's there's it's crazy yeah. like the technique is is some other stuff like wow yeah. wow no i mean honestly because beyonce first person that comes to yeah, my mind beyonce hits them notes you yes. know what i'm saying and that's not easy to do is what 
she's technically trained mm. and she's freaking talented and amazing, but she works. She practices. That's that's changes. You know what I'm saying? And you know, now she she could probably well, she's talented, so either way. She, but she's going to wake up and be able to hit that shit anytime, any day. But she's put so much work in behind it to the point where it's like, that's, it's not it's not going away. Nah, it, that that's, that's built. It's a, it's a muscle memory. So the vocals as well, they have muscles. So there's muscle memory in this shit, just like basketball, you know, just like any other sport. It's really mm. a sport, but with, you know, an instrument with your voice. Can we talk? Or say, can we talk about the first time you got in the studio for the first time? Like, was that was that difficult from just be singing in the shower? You know what I mean? Um, so the first time I got into the studio, I was like thirteen. Yeah, so you were early. I think. I think. I, I want to say. So the first time I I recorded, it was in a house. So it was like my 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 beginnings were super hum, super humble. Like there was a producer by the name of Damani Rose in Sacramento, and um. Another person, my dad just like, you feel me, just mm-hmm. talking, networking. My dad's super a networker. He knows everybody. Right. So, you know, just talking to somebody like, oh, my daughter, she sings. Like, one room led me to the next. And then I ended up in hit in that man's house and we was making music. Yep. And um, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it was different because hearing my vocals on a track, I could hear every imperfection. Mm. So that really made me even become more of a perfectionist on my vocals because it's like, uh, I'm not really, like I use auto-tune more for the effect, but not too much for, I like my voice when it sounds super natural. Mm. That, I, that's, I think, when it sounds so good and so just, mm, you know what I'm saying? Well, that, like hearing your music, that gives you your sound because it, it sounds like that old R&B with a mix of the new generation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Thank it's like, you. It, like I love that because it still gives me that, like, I can sing to it too. You feel yeah. me? Like, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, that's that's what I love. That's what I really try to do. I'm very influenced by by the '90s, by '80s, 2000s. Like you know, the times before me, I'm very very influenced by that. But I also like have that like kind of like that new school flavor mm-hmm. too. So so people can know, you know, who are some of those people that inspired you? You looked up to and you like listening to. Who are those? So definitely, definitely, definitely Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Just the pureness of her voice. Just the just uh, just when she. When she hits a note, you're gonna feel it in your spirit and in your soul. Say that. So she, I, I definitely grew up listening to a lot of her music, trying to emulate a lot of what she was doing. Uh, Brandy, another mm-hmm. one that has a, a beautiful, beautiful tone, amazing runs. Just the vibrato was so pretty. Um, another person that really influenced me, Lauren Hill mm-hmm. and Erica Badu. Just, just that neo soul the vibe. Yeah, cause so since I grew up doing poetry, that was very big yes. in, in the in the poetry world. Just, just you know, what I'm saying, embracing that neo soul and just that, just, just that the grittiness in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, and and Lauren Hill was a rapper and a singer, right. and that was something that was like very uh, reflective of me, cause I was like I was a poet and a singer, mm-hmm. so like I always took from her grittiness and her swag, and just how she could come on with the dudes and really just give them that you you know what I'm saying that Thanks. swag, and so I really took a lot from that as well. Damn. Okay. No, that's a you got some those are some good start. That's a starting five right there. <laughs> damn, there. That's nice. I ain't gonna cap. Yeah. Yeah, Lee, I gotta ask. I really want to know one question though, real quick. Who can't sing, in your opinion? Who can't sing? Yes. Like, as artists, like, now? Yeah. Like, out here. Who just, you know, out mm, here just... I don't really know no singers that really can't sing. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't really think of none, for no, real. Yeah, like, I mean, You know Jacquees? Yeah. You like his voice? I think he has a nice voice. 
That's I, what I'm talking I about. I, I, I would I give him the Prince R and B for jo- sure. I would like Generation for sure. Yeah. Like, when he first came out, I, that was definitely like he brought the R and B vibe. One I wanted to ask earlier, but we skipped it. Uh, what's your hardest note that you think is that? What's your hardest note to hit that you would say? Like the, mm. you know how Whitney Houston hits those those high, or Mariah Carey hits mm-hmm. those high 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 notes. Mm-hmm. And you, you know. Like in my whistle tone, if I really, really practiced on it, I know I could hit my whistle tone because I've I've done it before. But it's like it's a muscle. Your your vocals they there's muscle, so you have to train it. And if I really took the time to really train that, I know I'd be able to do it. But whistle tones are difficult. Uh, very, 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 very low tones are also difficult. Mm. Like since I know the technique, I know how to do it. But it's like it's not something I'm just doing all day every day. Yeah, you gotta get that, <laughs> yeah. that deep voice in it. Yeah, yeah, but like definitely, definitely the highest, like the whistles and the very, 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 very lows. Very, very lows. Okay, yeah. all right, makes sense. Yeah. When, you, when you say very lows, you mean like very white, like can't get enough of your love, baby. Like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, that's a man, so it's a little <laughs> bit different. But like uh, Tony Braxton, Tony Braxton, you know, she's she's really, you know, um, she exercises that low tone mm-hmm. a lot. So. There we go. Need to hear that. What do you think when people say R and B's dead? Um. <laughs> I think I think that I think it's not dead. I don't think R&B is dead. I think there's a lot of amazing artists out there. I feel like it's just not super popular in the culture right now. But I was just thinking about this yesterday. I feel like every genre is going to have their moment. Yeah. Hip-hop, hip-hop music, you feel me? The past 10 years, they hip-hop genre, I mean, hip-hop's been around, but as, tar- as, as far as, like, topping the charts, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That I feel like they've really been embracing hip-hop culture Definitely. for the past 10 years, yeah. 10, you know, 10, 15 years, um, prevalently. I think R&B, if you look back at the early 2000s, if you look at the Billboard charts, there mm-hmm. was a lot of R&B songs topping the charts. Ask yep. Usher. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that R&B is just not having its moment of its highlight right, right now. now. Right. I don't think R&B is dead. I think there's amazing artists out there that's doing a shit. I think that there's just not a lot of labels that are looking for R&B artists to break. You know what I'm saying? And also as well, I think, you know, since hip-hop has embraced melody... In the music as well. Now that hip hop is having their moment, it's like they're embracing R and B flavor to it as well, mm-hmm. and it's being called hip hop. So it's kind of like you know the the singers that's really singing, they're not really getting their moments because a rapper could sing the same shit mm-hmm. and it, it still be a hit. You know what I'm saying? Not not to say I think it's beautiful. I think you know. Uh, uh, putting together different genres is a beautiful thing. And I think hip-hop artists, you feel me, singing and shit, I think that that's dope. I like those type of songs. But I think R&B is just not necessarily having this highlight. And it will. Just give it, you feel me, another few years. And artists like me, artists like mm. Chloe Bailey, like all these different artists yeah. out there that's, you feel me, really hecka tight, like, they're... We're gonna get our shine. It just could take some time. Agree. Even like a tink, you know, like tink, yeah, tink, yeah. heck of tight. Like and I think we're just, we just, we just need a few years. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And then it, like, speaking on that point though, it sucks though because like, you hear it. It's like the rapper can sing now because of the auto tune side. So it's like mm-hmm. that's more of the, is it talent or is it you know is it just being able to make something work and what they got? I think auto tune is still like that's a talent to be a good auto tune yeah. rapper though, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just like. Art is art. Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, you don't have to be the best singer to make amazing records. You you could be an amazing singer and your records are, are mid. 
Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, that doesn't really matter. It's more so about the music. And I think just the culture right now is just embracing hip-hop a lot. And, you know, the, the R&B lovers is loving R&B. But as a, as you know, as a whole, like, the world is mostly on the hip-hop shit. But, like, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? I want to speak on songwriting. Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like you could, you could write some fire-ass bars for some dudes and, like, in, some, in the rap game type shit? Like, as, like, for rappers? Yeah, like, rap or just, just like, you, you have a list of poems, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can adjust or even write new ones. Do you feel like you could write some bars for Absolutely. Some Absolutely. For sure. I definitely feel like I could write I could write raps for a rapper. Yeah. Especially if we was in a writing session. So I, I have really good ideas. Like, I could hear someone be like, mm, throw, throw this in there. Like, throw this line in there. And mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely feel like I'd be able to write, write for a rapper. You ever heard of drill rap? Yeah. They got drill singing? Uh... <laughs> I mean, if you drill was to come singing. out and just do some drill singing, you might go viral with that. That's drill. that. I, I think that would be kind of like you know how the new the New York style has like that, like I, the UK I, and shit like that. Yeah, too. I don't know what that's called. Like the New York style is like super hard, like yeah. kind of gritty. Yep. I've heard R and B singers get on those type of beats. Yeah, like Nisha, yes. Oh wow. Uh, there's an artist named Nisha Charles, and she she did a she's from the East Coast, so she you feel me? That's that's in her lane. So she did a song that was like it was super dope, super mm. super dope, and it was like on a drill beat, but she made it R and B, and that shit that's one of my favorites. Loki sounds yeah, that sounds fire. I need to go listen to that. Yeah. One. Are you, are you open? Because because you're so good at writing your own material, are you open to others putting in some? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love writing sessions. I love. Uh, collectively creating. I think. I think I'm not. I'm not one of those artists. Like I can only write my music. Mm-hmm. I have to write every single line. I'm like, bro. I'm trying to make music that's gonna make somebody feel something. That's gonna hit their spirit. Whether it's to dance. Whether it's to cry. I want to link up with artists that can also do that. And if we're if the best music's gonna come out that way, mm-hmm. shoot, we can do that. If the best song I'm gonna write is by myself in my car, crying, smoking, like I'm gonna do that too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like it's just whatever. It's just. So I just want to make good art. I, I like to hear that. So you're open to collaborations? Yeah, absolutely. Especially with other females? Absolutely. I'm, yeah, yes. that's, that's good to hear. I'm yeah. going to say that to the camera because I feel like this women in general should be collabing more. Female artists, like, link up. Yeah. I'm in. in LA. Tap in. No, no cap. I got to, um, I want to do like, I have like a little series of random questions. Okay. That I like to ask. The segment technically is called slap or whack. So it's like almost like yes or no. So slap is like, that's a yes. And whack is that's a no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you some random ones, and you just let me know, does it slap or is it whack? Okay. All right. YK Osiris. And I'm talking about him as a person, not his music. <laughs> Everybody, you've been seeing this hey, shit going around yeah, he, with him. Yeah, he did just see it. Was, he, he was kissing on, uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah. uh, I did see that. I don't yeah. know her name either. I did see yeah, that. Y'all, y'all funny because I'm really a, uh, what's it called? A, um... What's that word when it's like somebody is like they don't get into like drama like that? What's that shit? Uh, uh hurt no. Uh, <laughs> unproblematic. Unproblematic. Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm blanked out right there. <laughs> no, I'm very unproblematic, but I ain't gonna lie. Why couldn't Cyrus? Like, you whack. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> funny story about him. I was at a um, like a a card room here in L.A. It was like mm-hmm. a mini casino, and we're paying twenty five dollar hands, which is I mean it's average hands. I look to the right, three tables over, and he's on the same tables as us. And I'm like, bro, I don't get money like that, but I don't think you should be playing on a $25 with slides with us. No, I I ain't gonna lie. You feel me? I don't know that man at all. You feel me? I've heard things about him and stuff like that. I, I, I don't even have an opinion on him. But if you was to ask me if it's slap or whack, I'm gonna say whack. All right, all right. That's an opinion. And that's a fact. That's, that's a factual opinion. That's her opinion. All right, bet. All right, um, Illuminati. 
slap or whack. Yep. Like, what does that mean? What do you mean? Is the Illuminati real? Did you, is there, do is I it, believe that the Illuminati's real? I don't know about the Illuminati. I, I, I don't know. You feel me? I don't know too much about that. Like, I, have you been I believe, keeping up with I Andrew believe, Tate? Edutate? A- Andrew Tate? Nah, the, nah. The, that guy, he just basically believes in the Matrix and like everything that's happening with him by going about is that there's a higher power that's trying to tear him down. Right, right, right. Uh, I would say if you was going to ask me if it's slap or whack, I'm going to say whack. Uh, is, does that mean that it's real or not real? No. 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 Okay, okay. I just, I just, you feel me? I don't fuck with the Illuminati. I, I, I mess with God. <laughs> yep. There you go. You feel me? I mess with God. And yeah, that's that's it about that. I, I believe that, you know, I believe that there is, you know, forces um, and higher higher powers that that can have an influence on people's careers and and things like that. Um, but yeah. you feel me? I don't mess with none of that. I mess with God. Keep so. your faith. You don't yeah. take the long way. Yeah, true. I'll take the stairs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. This one's for the fellas. Football. What do you mean? Slap do, you watch, do you like sports? Do you like football? Do you watch it? Yeah, like, I, I, I can slap football. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I grew up with all boys. So, yeah, my, and my mom, my mom's very, very a tomboy. My okay. mom is not super feminine. So my mom's a big 49ers fan. Oh. So she's she's watching football. Like, she she's she's one of the, the guys for, for real. So, yeah, I, I grew up watching football and stuff like that. Can you name me just... Wait, actually, do you have a football? Is yours the Niners too? Is that your team? I'm not really. I'm more of a basketball fan than a football fan. Bam. So if you like basketball, give me your top three favorite basketball players right now. That's playing right now. Mm. <laughs> you answer that. You go crazy. You no know, cap. I don't really be knowing names for real. <laughs> I was thinking, she could have said like the both biggest names, LeBron James. I was going to say LeBron, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Yep, oh, shit. You from the Kings? Zach, okay. He's from Zach, Sacramento. Yeah, okay. Um... I feel like I would have to. I don't really know names like that. Like uh, you just gotta say one more name, <laughs> man. Uh, no, but two is cool. It's, it, it, yeah, I'm gonna say those two. Two is cool. All right, for sure. Um, slapper whack, Balenciaga. Mm, whack. That's mm. this is nice because the last time we did slapper whack, it was all slap. So I like how this perspective is coming whack. out. Like the I, yeah. I, you feel me? I think they close is tight. Like, but. Some shit, it's like, bro, like, you, I can't you, rock with that. Are you into the image for that, for the designers and all that shit? Like, I like designer. I like designer. I could never afford designer growing up. I am cap. You go crazy for bringing back Ed Hardy right oh, now. You know yeah. I mean, I don't know if it left, but like, I ain't seen Ed Hardy since <laughs> like 2008 or whatever. Like, you go crazy yeah, for that. Yeah, I, I really love the 2000s, so I just, you know what I'm saying? I like, I like Ed Hardy. Are, Ed are Hardy. you into fashion, though? I, yeah, I, I love fashion. Yeah. I really love fashion. I love high end. I love, I love, you know, um, high fashion and stuff like that. I just, you know, I'm saying when I'm rich, I'll probably really get into it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be able to afford it more. But <laughs> bye bye your means. Bye you bye your me? means. You feel me? Like I, I like high fashion. What's your go-to designer brand of choice? If somebody wanted to buy you a gift, or if you wanted to go buy something for yourself, what would it be? Chanel. Oh Ooh. shit, God. I love Red. Chanel. Okay, Red Chanel. that's my that's my favorite brand. I actually have my Chanel perfume in my pocket right now. <laughs> Talk go. to her nice, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Good, y'all. Chanel, buy me back. <laughs> okay, Double all right. C's. Need to hear that one. All right, next one. Slapper whack. Lil Durk. I think he slapped. But Shelly, you fuck with Dirk? I fuck with Dirk. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You like that new song with uh, him and J. Cole? Yes. You like that one? Yeah, I, I definitely like that one. Like, I I feel like he he um, he just, he just speaks for the culture. Like, the, the he's like the voice of the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like he speaks his perspective of what he grew up, you feel me, going through and stuff like that. So I feel like he's dope. That's what I'm talking about. Next one. Uh, yeah, I get uh, Slapper Whack, Face Tats. Face tats? Yeah. Ooh. Slap? 
Slap. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't get face tats, but I feel like if that fits your aesthetic and that fits who you are, I don't I don't like the shit where it's like you you just trying you trying hella hard. Mm-hmm. But I mean I wouldn't know somebody to know if they're trying hard. Trying but, hard or not. but it's like you feel me? If you that's you what you tattoos? do to each his own. Uh yeah, I got tattoos. Yeah. I got I got this. This is the house I grew up in, ninety nine sixteen. Oh, oh you want some little dirt shit with the address and shit too? <laughs> okay, I see you. Okay, okay. Yeah, ninety nine sixteen. Redstone Drive. Um and also too it's tight cause it's like nine nine one six and I'm from nine one six. So it has like that double meaning. Okay. Every time I look at it, I just think about where I'm from. Um and I have like a Scorpio tattoo behind my ear. It's not a Scorpio, but it's like the M. Which one You're hurts Scorpio? the most? I'm a Scorpio, yeah. Okay, gang, mm-hmm. me too. Which one oh, hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're November? <laughs> You're October. This crazy. I ain't November 10th. Yeah, yeah okay. That's dope. I'm October. I'm late October. Oh, okay. Scorpio's so October's and November's are a little bit different, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We gang. Yeah, we okay. gang in there. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I met a lot of, I knew a lot of crazy Octobers for surely. Well, are you, would you consider yourself a true Scorpio? You know how they abide by all the Scorpios and they're toxic and all that shit? Are you toxic? Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a yes, y'all. <laughs> you feel me? I have some inner work that I've been, you know, that's respect. Working you know, on. going through. You know that's what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. Yep. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say I'm just I'm top. I think I could have some toxic tendencies. What is you a know? toxic tendency? What does that look like? Um, <coughs> she's condoning. Like this. Are you looking at this the phone? This is not condoning. Right. Are you grabbing the phones? I used to. Yeah. Not no more. No. But I don't... used to for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you, okay. Locations. I was gonna say locations too. What do you mean? Like sharing locations? Are you doing shit like that? Like like like? Am I asking for to get the yeah, location? Yeah. I, I used to. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm healing. We're like, here, we're, I'm we're going we're through. getting there. <laughs> How long was that relationship? Uh, and <laughs> hey, we own some shit now, y'all. No cap. I'm sorry, homie. You listen to this. It is what it is, though. I'm sorry, what? bro. What? Like, what you mean? How long were you in this relationship? That just, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh like a long time. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Say less. Say less. Tell my boo thing. Well, did you consider to be a loyal person? What, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For like, sure. Loyalty or respect for you? Which, which comes first? Loyalty or respect? Mmm. Mmm. And I'm not just speaking on men either. Lo- it could be on the whole thing. Loyalty or respect? That's a good question because I've heard loyalty and love, but loyalty and respect? Because it's like if somebody, if somebody, but it's like I feel like they're interchangeable because you can't respect me if you're not loyal to me, mm-hmm. and, and you can't be, be loyal, loyal to me if you don't respect me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're they're really interchangeable. Great answer. <laughs> Like they kind of gotta go t- together. They go sense. hand in hand. Like, I do. You they, get, like, she just basically broke it down. Like, yeah. I, there's no way you can respect me without being loyal to me. Yeah, at yeah, all. yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. Last one for the slapper whack. It's gonna be coffee. Whack. Mm. You don't like coffee? I don't drink coffee. Yeah, I, I drink don't. tea. You're yeah, a tea? I drink tea. I drink tea. I don't. I don't drink coffee just cause I'm not into. Like I'm. I'm really like. I'm the type of person I'd rather eat vegetables. Or like I'd rather I'd rather go to the source to get the pure energy than like try to get some, you know, energy that's gonna last me for a few you feel me, an hour or two. Like right. that's just how my mind works. Not not saying nothing to nobody that does. That's just how I think about it. Like you be in the kitchen, you be cooking? Yes. You like cooking. No, I be Hold cooking. On. Oh, yeah, the round of applause. I be cooking. Yeah. I be cooking. Yeah. Like, okay. So what's your um what is your favorite types of dish to make? Um, I think uh, soul food is probably like my favorite thing to make because was... you know my grandpa's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, so shit. my grandpa like it's regular for him to cook Thanksgiving food 
every week. Like, like you feel me? Like, <laughs> every week. Not, like, like, but like greens, like. Whenever I go to his house, he's probably going to have greens in his Fine. refrigerator. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's just in his regular, you know what I'm saying? So when I was younger, I made it a point to always watch him cook and stuff like that. And so now it's just like that's kind of – it's like it's kind of hard because that's one of, like, the main thing I know how to cook for real. So it's like some of my food be a little bit heavy, but it's like that's just what I grew up yeah. watching being cooked. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. What's – um because – your upbringing, and I just got to say, because you are black, but mm-hmm. your mom is white. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, how was that for you culturally being, you know, both sides of mm-hmm. it? Did anybody ever try, like, adults, any try to treat you with disrespect because, you know, you, you look like a, you look more white than you do black, or you look more black than you do white in some people's eyes? So it was like, how was that for you growing up? Uh, I definitely feel like, um, I feel like... My mom's side of the family, so how I told you my mom was a bit checked out, you know, my life. I didn't grow up with any of her family. Like, I didn't, like, it's like, I'm not saying I barely grew up with her because my mom was always in my life, but I barely grew up with her. You feel me? So I always grew up with my dad and my dad's side of the family. And so I always resonated more with my black side. Um, But also, too, I always recognize that I have privilege you know, because I am lighter skin toned. Like, that's just a, a pure blank fact. Like, I'm more privileged than somebody like my cousins and, you feel me, my other people on my dad's side of the family. Um, but, yeah, say that. you know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely feel like growing up it was, I had to find my way um, because, you know, some people didn't really see me as, you know, black or whatever, but I know who I am, so I, I really care what, for me, other people think I just be doing me, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And I don't be being disrespectful to nobody. I feel like I always, you know, pay attention to to the culture and what's going on. So, like, did yeah. you ever have people in your life or throughout your life or any point in time that actually says like you should act like this or don't act like this or don't do this because of this that, and the third? Because you are you're black. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say like you do. You're light black, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You light skin. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I really want to know, because like me growing up black, people see me, they see black. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how how was that? Even with your teachers, like I just want to know how was was that even different at all? I think, I think because the way I am, because I am so immersed into my black side, I always, and this this goes with the privilege. I feel like I was always embraced for who I was, because I do, I am light skinned but I. I do embrace my black side. I feel like nobody's ever really tried to change me because nobody's ever, well, I would say when I went to my white school in in, in the suburbs, I was kind of like the, like the girl that I never gave a fuck. That's the thing. Like, and I always, I always encouraged people around me. I always was encouraging myself to be myself no matter what. So when I was in these very suburban spaces, but I'm over here doing spoken word poetry, and I created this club in high school where we were embracing hip-hop culture, and the teachers were saying, we're not playing that because hip-hop is is too vulgar. Like, they would literally say shit like that. Like, I had a choir director, um, my choir teacher, actually, I, I would always, you know, you know, sing songs that was like hip hop, R and B, and stuff like that, and she'd be like, "We're not playing, we're not playing hip hop because that's garbage." And I just, I always took offense to that because I felt like, you feel me, hip hop really, you know, is is immersed into black culture. Correct. So you're you're not only disrespecting hip hop, but you're, I feel like you're disrespecting me as a black person. You know, what I'm saying, trying to say that, you know, that's garbage. Like, you know, so yeah. So I definitely feel like it's, 
Some people love it. Some people love that about me. Some people, some people don't like that about me. But I just be doing it. You want kids eventually? Yeah. Now, how important is it for you to instill your culture, your you know ethnicity mm-hmm. upon your child? Not saying like I'm not. I don't know. You might the baby daddy might not even be black. I'm just yeah. saying. But let's just say the baby daddy is black, but mm-hmm. your child is still gonna be have you know white. In yeah. Him. How are you gonna go about explaining him who who he who he is or she is? Yeah. Um. I would say I'm not. I would say my 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 children's father is most likely gonna be black. So <laughs> say that. Say that. <laughs> like yeah. So I, I mean, having a child that's mixed, I I think it's very important that they understand that they do walk with a level of privilege, that they do walk um as as in the diaspora of of black people. Um, I word. think yeah, I think it's it's important that they understand that. I also think it's important that you know you are black and. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're light skin or you're dark skin, there is certain things that, you know what I'm saying, you are going to have to experience, you know, uh, whether you're, you know, lighter or darker. So having them just understand, just understand the, the you know, colorism, things like that, like having them understand things about that. Like, I don't want my son to be growing up saying, I don't like black girls. Like, nah, we're not doing that. Yep. No, like yep. he's going to learn from a young age, like to love somebody for who they are. That's respect. Not, not just, oh, she's black, so she's going to be like this. Like, mm-hmm. no, bro, we're not doing that. Yep. Breaking the cycle. You for surely yeah. breaking the cycle. Yeah. That's dope. Um, That's dope. I, wait, wait, I was going to take it to the music. I kind of want to talk about the covers and like her, how she, her name started to get, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. out here on the social media and shit like that. What was the strategy behind the covers? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, you know, I always grew up doing covers. You know, as a singer, it's like I'm a singer, so it's like, um, you know, if I hear a song that I like and I want to throw my my ones and twos on it, it's mm-hmm. like, you know. That's what I'm gonna do. My first, very first kind of cover I did, I did a, a, a mashup of Music Soul Child, Kaylani and Brandy, Ooh. and so that did really, really well. That was actually the first thing I ever dropped. I was a sophomore in high school, and it was Brandy, I Wanna Be Down, and then it was Music Soul Child, Just Friends, and then Kaylani, The Way, mm-hmm. and they all they all went together hella well. So that was like my first experience, and I saw that I could I could grow my my following by doing things that people loved and putting my spin on it. So then as I got older, I started to see on TikTok, you know, artists were doing like putting their own verses onto other people's songs. Mm -hmm. And so I started to do that too because it's like, damn, like, I want the people to imagine what it's going to be like when I'm on these big-ass artist songs and I pop my shit on my verse. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm hopping on, like, I just did this Tusi cover. Like, the way I it's wrote my crazy. verse, I imagine as if I was truly on his song. Yes. And I was thinking, like, bro, if I was really on his song, I would not... Ha- I could not come on this shit week. Like, yeah. so that's how I think about it. And, you know, it, it allows the fans to imagine me doing something that's even bigger than where I'm at. Damn, that's like the Lil Wayne mentality. I ain't gonna cap at you. That's crazy. Thank that's you. what I'm talking about. And it's Thank fire, you. bro. Even that 2C cover was stupid. And that shit is like amazing. Thank you. Know you. Thank mean? you. I, I just wanted to give the females perspective in that in that situation. How Ooh. long does that take you to do something like that? Uh, like, is that more the easiest side of what you do? Um, It doesn't really take too long. I think. I, I don't I don't really have any time limits on any of my music. Some some music I can write in like an hour, and then some music will take me a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very one thing I learned over the years is that melody is like 
one of the most important things. It's like first, it's like having a fire ass beat. So when I'm hopping on a remix, the, the song's already fire. The beat's already lit. So now, now I'm trying to hop on the beat and have a dope ass melody that's gonna make people like catch their ear and then have fire ass words behind that melody that is hella dope. There we go. Yeah. That's the sauce. I just gave y'all hella sauce right there. <laughs> That's the sauce. That's the sauce. No cap. No cap. That makes it, then that makes it hella more catchy, too, like for the yeah. listeners that yeah, we're listening exactly. to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's, um, I really, I really want to highlight this. Uh, Ruthless. Yeah. When I went on Spotify, mm-hmm. I, I should have checked on YouTube because I want to know that number as well. I can look it up. But 9 million streams on just Spotify itself. Yeah. Well, what's, how? And what the, what? Like, <laughs> what yeah. goes into that? So, so Ruthless is actually, um, he's very, very, very close to me. His name is Marmar also. That's his song. Okay. Mm. So, me and him grew up together. And Marmar. Yeah, shout out to him. So uh, my manager, Trace, he also managed Marmar at the same time, too. So at the time, um, like, the song was just starting to, like, pop off. And so my manager was like, um, you know, we, we all clicked up. Like, we're like, me and him are super close. Our, our whole, you feel me, click is just super close. So my manager was like, dude, do the female version. Like, you know, people might really like that. And I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to, like, that's that's his song. Like, mm-hmm. I want to let him do his thing, you know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't want him to think of me like, she trying to do my song, you know what I'm saying? Right. But then but then Marmar started telling me, like, do the girl version, do the girl mm-hmm. version. And he wrote that song all completely by himself. And he's like, do the girl version. So I'm like, I'm like all right, fine. I, I just did it on some whatever shit. I was oh, yeah. like, bro, whatever, I'll just do it. And I just put it up, didn't even promote it or nothing. And then it went viral on TikTok because, um, this girl she made a video to it and then just, the next thing I knew it was like had a million something on YouTube Ooh. and yeah it was just it was just taken off super randomly yeah. and just cause this girl on TikTok just made a video to it and then it was just like it was out of here now I gotta I gotta pull from that too cause mm-hmm. like you said when you deal with these rappers that make it they don't know that they're making a hit when they make a hit they just made yeah. a hit yeah. so I'm like what you what you did right then you just made a hit you yeah. know what I'm saying and went viral but I'm just like there has to be a cheat code that you have to hang on to that worked well with. I mean, I get you didn't you didn't want to do it, but you did it and you yeah. did it well and it worked. Yeah. But like, you got to do it again with another song. That's what I'm saying. Do it again and again and yeah. again. Um. Well, there's a few components to that. One is having an amazing team. Mm-hmm. Like my manager Trace. Like he 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 really. He he'll see some shit. He has great ideas, and he is really amazing at helping execute those ideas. Even in his personal business, like he's good at that type of shit. So he steers me in the right direction a lot, and also too with like you know staying consistent with doing it again and and again. It's just it's just paying attention to what works, what the fans love, mm-hmm. and you know just continuing to work. It's like it's not. It's calculated, but not at the same time. It's like really a balance of 50-50 because you don't want to be too calculated where it's like, bro, this is hella this is hella predictable and this is just like, you know what I'm saying, it's mm. just like repetitive. Right. But also at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to what works, what doesn't work, you know, what they like and, you know, sh- shit like that. So it's just like, just keep working. Just do, keep working. Do you, obviously you're making your own music now and mm-hmm. shit, but like was there a time where you were worried that getting stuck in the, the cover hole, you know what I mean? Like only the girl that does covers? Uh, I, I I actually was just talking to my manager about this. I I feel like since I'm an R&B singer, it's like there's been so, so... <laughs> I just thought about Mac Dre when he said, no, I'm not an R&B singer. That's hella funny. Go ahead. Though. No, yeah, but like there's been so many artists that have blown up and got discovered from doing covers. Like mm-hmm. LMA, like she was doing covers before she even... But like before Mustard, like you feel me, signed her and all. And, you know, I don't know exactly what the story was. But, you know, there, I've yeah. seen it happen so 
many times. I feel like the culture that we're in now, it's just like people don't really care about that. I think people just care about what are you putting out? Like, yeah. is it good or is it not? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I feel like doing covers and remixes is just a way for me to build my following and build a bigger platform for more eyes to have attention on me. And I'm just going to keep giving them that shit. And yep. you feel me? Like, they, I'm going to have them fall in love with me over time. I think that's the perfect segue, G. We got to talk about it. What? Mixtape is out now, damn near. It's oh, out yeah, now. You right know now, what I mean? Yeah. Out right now. Out right. now. Go don't fucking drown. stream that. Don't drown. Don't drown too. You know what I'm saying? There's a don't drown one. Go stream okay. that too. Hell yeah. <laughs> so what's the purpose? What was the, the message behind this mixtape? So Don't Drown 2 is really a collection of, I think it really encompasses a lot of kind of, some of the things that I've been through, some of the things I've seen, you know, my homegirls going through, um, so basically the meaning of don't drown is like I'm a Scorpio so I'm a water sign mm-hmm. so water has always just been a part of my you know just my aesthetic and my branding you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so I dropped don't drown one a few years ago and then you know the pa- I moved to LA in 2022 the beginning of 2022 so over this time since 2022 to 2023 I just, you know, I've been making music and I haven't been dropping anything really. Mm. And so it was just, I went through this period of learning, learning about the business, learning, learning, you know, how to make music even better, you know, collaborating with people and just all those different types of things. And um, I feel like this project just came together in a way where it's like, it really did encompass everything that just was so me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like don't drown us. Like, you know how sometimes you get into a relationship and you are anything in life and you just feel like you're drowning. Like, and that's the whole concept of the project. It, the first song, it starts off with it being like so in love. And the rest of the songs is me realizing like, this is not what I thought it was. Wow. Telling a story. To, to the rest of the, yeah. And and I'm very much so like a, a, a storyteller when it comes to my projects. Like I like to give a full vision like yeah. of the whole shit like I want you to listen to it and see it when you listen to it so yeah that's that's definitely the are you hands on with all that when it comes to the rollouts and everything like that oh for yeah. That? yeah oh yeah I'm independent so it's like it's really just me and my manager Trace and you feel me my engineer photo shout out to him yeah. but we're all just and you know you know some of the writers that I've worked with but everything's super super organic everything is super like all my ideas any idea I have like we're, we're doing it like you know what I'm saying like it's just Whatever I'm feeling, for real. That was my one of my questions earlier. I was gonna say, how does that work as far as getting your opinions across with your team? Are they listening to it, or are they always? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. they definitely like always listen to whatever ideas I have. A lot of the times, it's like, um, I we pretty much roll all my ideas like unless unless it's like it's like, mm. but that's the thing about my manager. He's not. He's not a sugarcoat type of person. He's not gonna be like, that's. He's not a yes man. He's yeah. gonna be like, mm-hmm, that's kind of whack. Like, mm, I'm not really feeling that. Or you know, what I'm saying he's gonna keep it a hundred, and that's what I really appreciate about him because he's not gonna let me do anything that's just hella weak. That's what you know I'm talking what I'm about. Yeah. Need, need people like that in your corner, y'all. Yeah. Where Don't you? get yes men. Those will yeah. have you fucked up. Can't. What do you want to accomplish with Don't Drown Two? Um, what I want to accomplish with Don't Drown Two is just um. As of recently, my platform has grown uh, significantly. I had that in days, too. Yeah, yeah in fire. days. Absolutely, in Congratulations. days. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I think I just, I, I definitely just want to um, 
show people who Yelly is as an artist, you know, beyond beyond the remixes, beyond the covers and things like that. I want them to feel my my soul and my spirit in the music and I want them to understand like, okay, she's not one to be played. She's an artist, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, and I just want them to to see them themselves in the music and um, to really just vibe with it. So, it's like I'm not too fixated on the numbers. I know that's going to come, you know what I'm saying? I'm just fixated on making amazing music and putting the work in to promote it and, you know, just building building relationships with people that love the music and love what I'm doing. So, yeah. That's what you want. I love your energy, Yo. Thank you so much. I love your energy. No cap. No cap. What was this? I just want to know from the project. What was one of the most, what was your favorite song actually uh, doing? What was your, you know? I think my favorite song writing was uh, the first song of the project. It's called Never Felt. Because I wrote that song by myself, like, in the studio on some fluke shit. And, um, you know, of course, my, my engineer, I'm like, does it sound good? He's like, yeah. Or, like, no, change that little word like this. Mm. And so that whole song, I didn't write it down. I punched it in the whole song. Mm. So that song was all really based off of melody and putting words together as I was writing it. And, um... That's interesting. Yeah. yeah no, that's, as a singer, that's just hearing that. It's like, damn, I can only imagine. You, what that's hear, like. you hear like a lot of rappers talk about how like, yeah, oh, punch I punch in, in yeah, I punch yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. For singers, it's even easier because it's, it's truly all about the melody. Like rappers really have to worry more about the words, but singers, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm just trying to create an amazing melody and words that really hit the spirit and make sense. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was hella fun. I was off a little bit. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Casa me goes in my sister. Yes, yeah, so I was <laughs> a little bit of drink <laughs> yep. and and then I hopped on, I found this tight ass beat. And so I hopped on it and I was like, photo, drop the beat. And then um, I just started doing my thing and it just came out super organically and super fire. And I wrote it in like an hour. And that was like one of my favorite songs. Wow. Where, well, what all went, where, where'd you do the project at? Like, was it all at one location, one studio? Did uh, you do a lot of different? Most, mostly all at one studio, Icon Studios, LA. Yeah. In um, North Hollywood. Yep. So shout out to Photo Knox, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That's my engineer. Um, my other engineer is Sacramento. I really only really work with two engineers. So my engineer in LA is Photo Knox, and then my engineer in Sacramento is Cube Made the Beat. Yeah. Um, and so I did one record with Cube Made the Beat. I did like some backgrounds and stuff with him. Um, but mostly I did it in LA because I lived in LA now. So it's like I'm just going to the studio every single week and just cooking up. Gotcha. Being okay. out here, do you feel like the vibe is like different with the music? Like you're starting to feel, yeah, like, yeah for it, sure, it helps for it, sure, like, for your, sure. Your, where your surroundings are, it's just it gives it a different offer. I, I definitely believe that. Like when I was in Sacramento, it was like my whole team, like Marmar, my manager Trace, everybody, they have moved to LA at a point. So I was just being Sacramento, like damn, like the energy is just not energying, mm -hmm. and <laughs> energy, like I had to yeah. do, I had to do what I had to do as far as like building relationships with other artists in Sacramento. So that was a beautiful experience to be able to work with what I had at the time and um but I will say once I moved to LA it's a different type of energy it's a different type of energy because mind you you're you're around people that's successful at what you're trying to do on a day-to-day -day basis day. right it's not it's not it's not something that's like oh I'm, I'm trying to do that like it's more like I can do that right. you know what I'm saying when you're in Sacramento it's not it's not really that type of energy. Everybody's Same. trying to make it out of Sacramento. Mm -hmm. When you're in LA, it's like everybody is just trying to make it bigger. You make it bigger type mm -hmm. shit. So it's like, yeah. No, that was one of the big things that we were just having that conversation last night about it. Like being from Stockton, you don't see the bigger picture. Yeah. Here you're seeing it. There's a bigger picture and two more pictures yes. after that. You know what yes, I mean? So yes. Like, and the energy is just like a vibe. Like you go to the beach, like I look outside and I see 
Palm trees. I see. Yeah. I, well, when you're in SAC, you're going to see some palm trees. But I see, like, hills. Yeah. And I'm like, the air just feels so, like, yeah. I just feel like I'm on a vibe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the vibes I get like, that's when true. I'm in LA. That's true. Hell yeah. Yelly, thank you for coming down with us. You got anything else? I mean, yep. I don't want to go. We, we feel we good. We could go. Yeah, you know, I just really, honestly, I got one one, one more, honestly. Okay. But I got to ask this because I got to ask this for the fellas. No cap. <laughs> what a, uh, <laughs> I'm ready. What did you got to say? I mean, you already know. Yelly, she already know. Her DM's probably full of people like, hey, you know what I'm saying? So I just want this. This is the one for y'all, man. <laughs> All right. What are your top three turnoffs when it comes down to men? Oh, top three turnoffs? Mm. Um, I think my top three turnoffs are superficial. I don't I don't like superficial shit. Like, I'm a deep person. Like, I want to be with somebody I can have a real conversation with. You know, we can we could connect about God. Like, we could talk about anything. Like, mm. I don't like shit that's super surface level. Like, I don't I don't like that shit. Like, I'm the type of girl, I really don't give a fuck if you I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't want a man with money, but I'm I'm saying like I'm not just <laughs> right. gonna I'm not just gonna mess with you because you have clout and money. Like right. I literally do not care about that. I'm right. gonna have that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't care if you have that it's more about you know what i'm saying are you are you together like you have your finances together yes but can you hold a conversation that's about something more than just you feel me how much money you got or how much followers or this this and that or oh i want this bag or you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying more to life yeah no, uh, another turn off is <laughs> um I would say another turn off. It had to be being it below <laughs> six feet. <laughs> well, what does that mean? Like under six foot tall. Oh, oh, no, nah, I don't care about shit like that. Right. I'm like to me, I don't really care about looks like that. I don't really care about it. It's it's, it's more about like the spiritual connection type shit. You um, got also, Yelly. You got also because like I, I've talked to some females, especially out here in LA, and like they don't want to have that deeper combo. It's yeah. kind of like that. It's like it's it's straight to it, straight to the point. If yeah. it's not that, then it's like oh, we can't actually get to know each other a little bit more. Yeah, yeah you no. know what I mean. That's why it's like that's why it's kind of different for me in LA because it's like a lot of people are kind of like superficial, and I'm from Sacramento. I like I don't give a fuck about that. Like yeah. I didn't grow up around all this type of shit, so right. it's like this is kind of new to me. It's it's nice, but it's like. Like, it's not the only thing in life to me. You right. Know what I'm but uh, another turn off is, um, what, uh, what's that? Um, 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 what's the word? When the, you got when deep guys, words in your vocabulary. No, I so know. I don't even I, guess it's it. like I'm on the spot. So it's like, you know, when you kind of blink out. Yeah. Um, when a guy is super possessive. Mm. Controlling or possessive? Interchangeably. Okay. Like controlling and possessive, cause I'm a very free spirit, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have you looking stupid as fuck. Like I'm not I'm not gonna do you hella grimy. So it's just like, and I'm an artist, so I have to move around a lot. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I like to be on the move. Hold on, let me fix this. Yeah, good. And I I really like to be. Oh, I like that. I like how you see myself. <laughs> um, and I I really like to be on the go and on the move. So it's like if you're always trying to tell me what to do when to do how to be and all that type of shit like i just don't like that because it's just like bro i'm a human being i'm not an object like mm. i'm not i'm not your dog like you feel me i'm a human and i have passions i have goals i have dreams and i have friends and people that love me and i don't want to be i don't want nobody trying to tell me you 
can't do this, you can't do that. Like, just let me be me. And if you don't like that, just leave me alone. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, nah, that's real as fuck. Yeah, yeah that's real I, as fuck. I, and I'm gonna respect Thanks. you. I'm I, I'm gonna respect your opinions. I'm gonna respect how you feel. Uh, I may not be perfect at the same time, but at the same time, I'm I'm gonna hear you out. And I'm gonna definitely, if if I'm with you, I'm gonna you know do my best to always respect what you need from me and stuff like that. But just just overly possessive is just not it. Uh, last thing is. <laughs> Somebody that's not on their shit. Mm. I can't be. I feel like I can't be with a man that's like, like, bro. If I if I'm working harder than you, it's like, bro. Like, I, like, I will say, I feel like one thing that's not talked about is men like uh, their mental health. I think that that's very important. So I understand a man if he's going through something and he needs emotional support. That's where I'm supposed to come in and help him, guide him through that. Yes. Um, you feel me? Straight but up. but up. If, if who you are just at the core of yourself of who you are as a person you're just lazy you don't put in your no work you're not trying to get to no bag you're not trying to get to no purpose no passion you have no goals in life like i can't i can't do that because that's that's not who i am so we wouldn't our values wouldn't match mm. Damn. slow motion is better than no motion slow i literally just tweeted that and i stole that from one of my friends <laughs> he said that because he was like slow motion is better than no motion it's like literally like bro if you're not doing nothing what are we doing just keep oh, the car keep mama. those wheels moving that's what you need to yeah, yeah. and that's what we're doing on this side yelly came through to the studio blessed through real quick you know what i'm saying G, it's been a great time thank you yelly for sliding through man for real for real if y'all made it this far make sure you follow like comment subscribe if you haven't already is there anything yelly before we get out of here that you do want to let your fans your people your supporters your family know uh-huh. anything i want to let y'all know that um, I'm not stopping. It's not. It's, it, it ain't stopping. It's only going up. I want to continue to make music that makes y'all feel, you know, whatever it is, whether that's healing and whether that's to dance, whether it's to move. You know what I'm saying? It's only gonna be up from here. All the people that ever doubted me, I want you to watch this journey. I want you to watch what we finna do, and I just want you to just, uh, you know, what I'm saying, stay watching because it's only going up from here. Only up. Yeah. Vibes on ten yeah. over here, man. For real, for real. Where can they follow you at social medias? You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok. Twitter at official Yelly. Um, I'm always on Instagram. You can always tap in with me. I'm not one of them fake bougie artists. You can DM me. I'm, if I see it, I'm going to DM you back. Um, and I just hope y'all, you know, love this project and just continue to build with me. I feel like my fans are like low key my friends, my, my, you feel me, my BFFs, because if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't be even in this position. So I love y'all so much. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Yelly. Thank you again, man. Thank you for everybody that's tuned in for real, for real. Definitely. G. It was a great one. Was Thank a great you so one. much for having me. Signing out this thing, y'all. It's your boy, JG. You already know it's Jay Jonah. And one more time, we got... Yelling in the building. Blowing <laughs> smoke. <laughs> 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 <laughs>